What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I am back. It is your boy, Big Dave, and the uh, Big Dave Wrestling Review. I'm back after a little bit of a hiatus, ladies and gentlemen. I did not do a SmackDown review uh, last week. Had some things going on, guys. Uh, just wasn't able to get to it. And really, there was only one thing that happened on SmackDown that was worth a damn. If you're listening to me, then I'm assuming you already know what it was. It was the Kevin Owens pipe bomb. Um, that was pretty much the main thing on SmackDown Live that night. Uh, yeah, stressful, stressful few days. Uh, also, I, I had a lot of stuff going on at work, a lot of stuff going on at the house. And my Facebook account, the David Von Lindsay account, it got hacked. And the, it got hacked because there was an old account, old email attached to it. Somebody hacked that email, and I wasn't able to get into my Facebook. So it's just been a big, big uh, ordeal. I, I haven't given up because my messenger is actually still um, signed in on my phone for my original Facebook. I don't know if that means anything or what, but I uh, basically... I can get messages from my old Facebook, so I'm not going to report it just yet. I mean, I've reported everything. I've done a lot to it. I'm not going to get into my whole issue there. But with that, man, I didn't have any way to really promote any shows either as well. I started a different Facebook. It's just David Lindsay. I'll go through there and change some things on there later on. Um, but because of this... You know, I had almost 5,000 friends on Facebook. I think I was like 45 people away. That's one thing that doesn't really matter. Uh, the, the only thing that sucks to me is the memories and pictures. You know, it's going to be hard to get all those back. But I'll figure out a way. And also, it's, you know, for what I'm trying to do to get out and reach more people, using Facebook was a big tool for that. Which means I am going to need you guys to help me out more than ever when it comes to sharing uh, the Big Dave Wrestling review. Uh, I'm going to need you guys' help because uh, this will not get out if you guys aren't sharing it anyway. I mean, I can do so much, but I'm basically going to have to start from scratch on my Facebook account again. And that was my biggest social media tool that I use. Now, I have... Upgraded some things. Hopefully, by the time you're seeing this or hearing this, notice I said seeing this. I think I figured some stuff out. Have a little bit better quality videos for the YouTube. And we are going to be on YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're on a lot of different outlets right now. So that's good. Uh, we just got to keep the momentum going. So, I, you know... Even if I do, what I'm, I, the reason I'm still using Anchor is because, number one, it's the only um, podcast that actually gives me a monetary uh, payment, even if it's very, 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 very little. But also, I like how I can use Anchor to get to other outlets, and uh, that's, that's a big deal for me. So, this weekend, if you were able to watch all the wrestling... That was on this weekend. Hats off. Man, I don't know what you did other than watch wrestling. Because you had the Evolve 10th anniversary on the WWE Network. 
at the same time that AEW Fight for the Fallen was going on. And then you also had, of course, Extreme Rules on Sunday. And I believe uh, either Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. I don't even know what day it was. I think it was Sunday night. Um, the G1 Climax from New Japan. I have not seen the G1 Climax yet. Nor have I seen uh, Evolve. But I did watch AEW Fight for the Fallen. And of course I watched Extreme Rules. So what I'm going to do here guys is I'm going to give this a review of AEW Fight for the Fallen. Now granted with this review, I am not the... Um, how do I want to say this? I enjoy AEW wrestling from what I've seen of it. But I'm not the smartest guy on all of these wrestlers. At least not yet. I don't really know a lot about them. Some of them I don't even remember. Like I can't even remember the one girl's name in the match. Um, but you know, I didn't do my notes with AEW. So it might be a little odd. But basically guys, you don't tune in to me to hear who wins and loses. And who, who won and lost. And really what happened in the match. I think the, more, the, I think the people that are listening to this uh, podcast are more people who are just wanting to hear my side of the story and my views on things and kind of listen to how I break it down, just my opinion, you know. And I also think those are the people who are like me when I listen to other podcasts and, you know, other content creators. That's what I'm doing, you know. I want to hear what they think and, and, and kind of match it up to what uh, my view was. So I'm sure that's the same thing you guys are doing and uh, so if I'm not in a real big detail with these matches, guys, understand it's just because I've got a lot of stuff to cover and not a lot of time to do it. You know, Monday is, of course, Monday Night Raw. Everyone has speculation that this is going to be the Paul Heyman, uh, first era of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff for Raw and SmackDown. I'm not 100% sure about that yet, but we'll get into that later. So... Again, this is very, very important, guys. If you can just please share this link on your social media outlets for me. Uh, of course, Facebook, Instagram, I don't, you know, everything that you guys use. I don't know the, what other really social media that everybody uses as popular. Uh, please share this and let's try to get some, because basically it doesn't, my Facebook doesn't matter except for, you know, the memories and the outreach. I really need guys and, and, and I, need, I really need, you know, people coming in and putting their ears and eyes on the product on these other platforms other than Facebook. So if, if we can just share that, I'm going to go ahead and go over this stuff. <clears throat> Instagram, DVL Music. Follow me on DVL Music on Instagram. Also the Big Dave Club on Instagram. I am also available on Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, whatever you call that. We are on YouTube. Look us up on, on YouTube and look me up on um, Anchor on everything under the big... It's Big Dave's Wrestling Review. That's Big Dave's Wrestling Review. If you go to YouTube, you can actually like, subscribe... Click the notification bell on there. That way you'll know exactly when I upload something. Also, when I do this, you'll you'll be able to comment and um, 
you know, I want you guys to hit like, thumbs down, thumbs up, doesn't matter to me. Interaction is what I need the most. Uh, and I love to hear comments and stuff like that from you guys, okay? So, speaking of comments, I have a good friend uh, that also has a podcast of his own, uh, the SOS podcast on Anchor. It's a country outlaw music and uh, podcast of Mr. Chris Birch. And I've told you guys, if you left me a comment, that I would definitely uh, give you guys a shout out and share it online. So I wanted to go ahead and go into this uh, voice message that Chris Birch left me, wishing me a happy belated birthday and talking about his views for the podcast itself. Once again, Big Dave's Wrestling Review. We're going to cover AEW Fight for the Fallen when we get right back. Yo, Dave, what's up, buddy? Uh, happy belated birthday. Just wanted to tell you uh, thank you for the wonderful podcast. I look forward to hearing them three times a week. They make my work day go by great. And I have put you on uh, the SOS page, and I hope you don't mind. I'm trying to advertise for you a little bit. Uh, my fans to also check you out too. Take care, man. Later. All right, guys. And that was Chris Birch. And we thank you so much, Chris. Guys, check out his podcast, the SOS uh, podcast. And I uh, appreciate the support, Chris. And I appreciate you always uh, listening and and I'm glad that it makes your day a little bit better. And uh, so thank you so much. Once again, guys, if there's something you want to comment, go to the Anchor app, leave a comment, and I'll share your comments and uh, your voice message on the next episode of the Big Dave Wrestling Review. Also, you can go there. You can donate to become a subscriber to the channel or basically a pledge member of the Big Dave Club and uh, be, be a part of that club there, guys. You can do that at the Anchor app. Um, there is very many multi, multi, uh, multiple assets and uh, size of the Big Dave that you hear on this podcast, guys. And, and we're just scratching the surface on what we're going to be able to do. We're just scratching the surface on uh, introducing new people to new sides of my personality and my talents um and once again i know it might sound cocky guys you got to understand i'm a very humble person but you know i do feel like there's a lot of things that i bring to the table on very many different aspects that i want to be able to share all of that stuff with you guys and my friend uh travis blankenship the rural sultan i'd give him a big shout out he's uh, on the road right now with cold for wall and the boys and uh he helped me get the big dave club started uh it's basically just a place where everyone can come and be a part of the greatness that is me, Big Dave, and all of the wonders that I bestow upon you. Once again, guys, it was a stressful week, but good news. Uh, I've got some good things coming. You guys hear that? I was able to score some really, really primo medical so as I go over AEW, Fight for the Fallen, um, I'm going to, if you don't mind, go ahead and roll this up. 
So, guys, AEW Fight for the Fallen was in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm pretty sure it was called the Daily Center. I think that is um, at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium or close to it. I don't really know. They said that, of course, uh, oh, what's his name? Shad Khan, Tony Khan's father. He was there, and um, I think they said he helped design that place. The the set for the show was really cool. I liked it. Um, I don't know how much I would have liked being there live because it looked extremely hot. Uh, it looked like people had they had handed out those little hand fans that you they used to hand out at those old churches and stuff. Uh, people were waving the fuck out of them things, man. It didn't matter. I tell you right now, I went to a local show once here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, I love going to local shows, local wrestling shows, and supporting those guys. Well, it just so happened one of my heroes was there. Uh, don't necessarily agree with this man on all of his political things, but uh, nine times out of ten, I agree with him when it comes to wrestling. And uh, one of my personal heroes, Mr. Jim Cornette, was there signing autographs and stuff like that. Uh, he actually wasn't. You know, a part of the show, per se, but, you know, he was there for a meet and greet at the beginning. And, you know, I got there, and it was so hot in that armory that I literally got sick and had to leave before the show was even maybe two, three matches in. I mean, it was miserable hot. And uh, I'm a fat man, and... I basically, you know, made up an excuse and told everybody I had to go to work. But, no, I, I, I went home and put my feet up before I went to work because I, I had took a shower and everything. I mean, it was bad. So, it looked hot there at the Daily Center. I believe that's what it's called. And, um, but I was overall pleased with uh, Fight for the Fallen. I, I thought it was a good... Uh, show for what it was you know there's so many people that got on you know social media after this show and were saying oh it wasn't that good it wasn't as good as double or nothing it wasn't as good as all out no but you had to pay for double or nothing and all out these were free i mean everybody got this for free i don't i got it for free now i watched the replay i don't get to watch stuff live because i have to work at the time that you know uh this was on but even even in, you know, with WWE pay-per-views, I don't ever start the show right at 7 o'clock. Uh, so, uh, but all in all, good show. Uh, was not disappointed with the show. But I have to uh, give you guys a little bit of peace of my mind. As I spark this up, guys, so if you'll just excuse me. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a pretty laid-back fella. I don't judge anyone. I believe everyone should be treated equally, no matter your you know, race, sexual orientation, orientation, your religious beliefs. Me and you can disagree on something and still be friends. You can live a different lifestyle, and it doesn't affect me. Once again, one of my biggest mottos in life is, what you eat don't make me shit. Now, I want to go into my, I've said it maybe once before, I don't watch pre-shows. I do not watch the pre-show. 
I think pre-shows are stupid. I think pre-shows are not needed. And AEW has twice in a row now put out two pre-shows that I did not watch. But, you know, negative and positive. It's like, basically, they're putting the stuff out there for people like me that don't like the silliness in wrestling. It's like they're putting that on their pre-show. First off, you're not going to draw fans like me if I have to pay for this. And this is what I see on your pre-show. Number one. Because I don't care about that. Yes, you may draw in the other clowns. Yes, you may hurt in some of the other sheep. I don't fall for that mess. I don't like it. Why would I want to buy your show after seeing a man with no legs legitimately be in a match that could make him the number one, well, not even the number one, he could make him the very first AEW champion. Come on. I understand the jokes. I understand the humor. Everyone's doing it now. But guys, I'm old school to the core. It's not AEW's fault. WWE has lost ring psychology many years ago. This isn't something new. This is something that's been going on for quite a while. And AEW just has basically done what all of the indie guys have done that make this a joke. And they're just sprinkling a little bit of that into their pre-show. Now there's going to be some troll or some mark that's going to say that my next comment is a sexist or homophobic comment. I did not watch the pre-show, but I've heard enough about what Sonny Kiss did to make me not care. When I saw Sonny Kiss the very first time, if you guys don't know, Sonny Kiss is a... Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I don't know the political correctness of all this because the LGTBQRSTV community, they keep adding letters to it. I'm sorry, guys. I love y'all. My gay friends, I love y'all. You know I do. But y'all keep adding letters to this shit, and I don't know what's what. I don't even know what half the letters mean. I don't care about your sexuality care about you who are you and you know i've got a lot of gay friends that would even say they don't want you to judge them based on their sexuality just like a black man doesn't want you to judge him off his race just like a muslim doesn't want you to judge him off his religion but the sunny kiss is a cross-dressing gay wrestler openly gay he and for lack of a better term, he walks around like a sissy, dresses like a sissy, wears makeup and all that. Okay? Um, that's, not a, that's not a bash at anybody. That's just me saying he walks around like a sissy boy. All right? Because that's just how he is. Hell of an athlete in the ring. From the things that I saw, I mean, he's got some, you know, athletic prowess to this man. But he wears coochie cutter shorts, makeup, what looks to be a brawl, like a sports brawl type thing. And he's out there twerking, 
doing cartwheels, and using that into his gimmick. Motherfucker, no. That ain't what I'm looking for in my wrestling. I'm sorry. And like I said, again, there's going to be somebody comment or somebody hear this and say, oh, you're just uh, bashing this man because of this. I don't give a shit. Please understand that. I do not give a shit about his sexual preference. What you're doing in the ring is a joke. You mean to tell me if I'm in a fight with a man and he turns around and starts twerking it, I'm sorry, I mean, that's never happened to me in a fight. I've been in a scrap or two. Never have I been in a situation where a guy backed it up and starts twerking it and doing cartwheels. In the match, while I'm fighting this man, he's doing this. See, they're getting a re I don't know what kind of reaction they're going to get. You turn around in a fight and start twerking on me, I'm going to bop you in the back of the head. But this is what they put on their pre-show. Guys, I'm sorry. I am not a fan of this Sunny Kiss gentleman, person, girl. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean disrespect. I don't know what to say. So please, please, my ignorance. Forgive my ignorance on that. But please believe and know that my heart is sincere when I do not care about what this man's sexual orientation is. Okay? This gimmick, he's getting over. The crowd likes it. They cheer him on. And that's cool. I get it. If this had been 1995, okay, or this gimmick could not have gotten over as a baby face, as a good guy, this person would have been booed, and they would have they would have they would have hated this character. So anyway, you got the pre-show. I think there's another show, a match on the pre-show again. I'm not going to watch the pre-show because. If this is not worth being on your main pay-per-view show, why should I care as a consumer of your product? If I am paying $49.99 for your show, your pay-per-view, $59.99 for a pay-per-view, your pre-show shit needs to be just as quality and on the card. Why are you doing pre-show shit? WWE Network pre-show is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <clears throat> Stupid. Who cares? If you're watching the pre-show, WWE pre-show, 99.9% .9 of the time, you already have the network. They've already got your money. What are they trying to sell you? There's no add-ons. There's no DLC. Why does WWE have a pre-show? And don't get me started on that. We're going to discuss that when we get into Extreme Rules. Uh, but AEW, once again, all in all, a good show. Starts out with a six-man tag. Uh, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, uh, Darby Allin. Versus Guerrero, MJF, and uh, Sean Spears. Sean Spears, of course, is the man that came in at uh, Fighter Fest um, and busted Cody over the head with a chair. Sean Spears had just come from the WWE um, 
sorry right now, like I said, I did get some good medical. I can't think of what his name was in the WWE, but he was the guy that was the perfect 10. You know, um, gosh, I, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, the thing that I took out of this match was, number one, Jimmy Havoc, who I thought was just a scum bucket wrestler, has got very good talent and technical talent in the ring. Uh, and Darby Allen is over as hell with the fans. Joey Janela, um, I've heard a lot of people praise this kid. I've not seen much of his work. So far, you haven't impressed me yet. I'm not saying you're a bad wrestler. I'm just saying so far, I don't see you as a cha heavyweight champion of the world. And that's okay. We take we you know, not everyone's going to be the champ. Um, MJF guys is probably one of the best heels in the business right now. He really has a great grasp on this generation of fan. He has a great grasp of what people that the type of fans that come to the AEW events. He has a great grasp of who they are and how to interact with them, and how to play that gimmick as the biggest asshole heel to the fullest. He lives and breathes that gimmick. MJF is a guy that I would like to see, you know, if the Revival were to go to AEW, I would love to see an MJF and the Revival type of stable, where these guys just come in, they are complete heels, they live the gimmick 24-7, they're no nonsense. And, you know, MJF, if you listen to JR's podcast, M, M, you know, he talks about MJF like he's the next big thing. And he very well could be. I also noticed that Sean Spears, an ex-WWE guy, was really bigger than um, I expected him to be. It's funny when these guys from WWE come down, you notice, you know, the size difference in, uh, of these these athletes. Now, Sean Spears did get the win, and, you know, there's a big thing. There's, there's a little rivalry view in there, you know, brewing there between MJF and Sean Spears because MJF is a big friend of, you know, one of, one of great friend of Cody's. So, um, good match. I really had no problem with the match I did I did see there was a part where Joey Janela fell out to the ring if y'all did not hear there was video of Joey Janela and Enzo Amore at a Blink-182 concert and there were it said fist fight between these guys video taken they nobody threw a punch they were both scared to throw a damn punch I will say it looked like Joey Janela backed down a little bit more than Enzo because neither one of them knew if it was a work or a shoot you know um and on the Jim Cornette podcast, they watched it, and, you know, Jim Cornette is not a fan of Joey Janela, nor is he a fan of Enzo, nor is he a fan of Kenny Omega, or pretty much anyone in AEW. I know he likes MJF, and he likes uh, Cody, uh, but, you know, he's not sold on what they're doing. And the camera goes, goes. there's a camera work man outside, and when Joey Janela goes outside, there's this part of the match where he kind of turns, and he... Gives the finger to the camera. He's like, fuck you, Cornette. And I cannot wait to hear what Jim has to say next. I wonder if he'll even mention it.
Um, also, another thing I noticed, and please let me know if you saw this as well. It seems, you know, here lately in wrestling, they've been doing these apron spots. Uh, where, where they're outside the ring on the apron, standing on the apron, dropping guys on their necks, their heads, just stuff that looks so dangerous. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure someone eventually is going to get really hurt. But I noticed that AEW's ring, it looked like there was more room on the apron. Now, please tell me if I, I'm seeing things. But it seemed like the ropes were a little bit further inside the ring. And there was a little bit more area and space on the apron. Uh, in between the ropes and the outside floor. And I think they did that because all of these new spots that people are doing, it's like all these guys now have incorporated something that they do on the apron. And every time, you know, someone doesn't move to another opponent on the apron, they have to say, oh, that is the hardest part of the ring. There's no give on that ring. So um, I see if they did that, I'm actually for it on AEW's part because I know they're going to be doing those spots a lot more than, you know, um, anyone else, I believe. Uh, you then go to the uh, Brandy Rhodes alley match. Brandy Rhodes win. It was weird. It's like she came out trying to act like she was a face, and then she introduced Awesome Kong, and Awesome Kong helped her win. Brandy Rhodes was then going back to her heel ways at the end of the match. Of course, Brandy Rhodes wins at the end of the match. Asha Kong enters. So we're going to see that feud between Awesome Kong and Asha Kong. These are two behemoth women that are great at what they do. It is a match people want to see. So eventually, I'm sure we're going to see that match. That was one of the matches I really wasn't too you know, interested in. Uh, Brandy Rhodes has uh, improved in the ring, uh, but still she needs some work. Um, we then go to the triple threat tag match. And the winner of this gets a first round bye in the tag team tournament that they're going to be doing, I guess, weekly on TNT when they go to TNT in October on their uh, television show. You have the Dark Order versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And uh, Evan and Halicio. I don't really know these guys very well. I don't even know if I pronounced their names right. Dark Order is a team that very many people knew and then they forgot about. Or a lot of people don't even know who they are. Um, I did like their work in the ring. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, though, was over as hell. Both those guys are over. And Luchasaurus looks like complete WWE material right now to me. And I'm saying that with very uh, little little knowledge of his in-ring in work. Guys, I don't know it all the time, and I'm not right every time. I'm not. Most of the time, I can tell when somebody's got it. And that's... A mixture of everything. I have not heard this man on the mic. I do not believe this man needs to be on the mic. And Jungle Boy is over as hell. And this gimmick they have is over as hell. And if Luchasaurus <coughs> and Jungle Boy was to get a 
WWE offered a WWE contract, they'd probably ruin it. But when I see Luchasaurus in the ring, six foot five, I mean, probably 300 pounds close to, if not doing moon, standing moonsaults, and he's just powerful and quick, and the mask, everything looks cool. I can see this guy being a great, I mean, they, he could be a great heel eventually as well. Uh, so, but I see talent in Luchasaurus just based off some people have that thing they call it. And I see it in him. Dark Order win the match. Uh, I, I enjoyed the double team maneuvers of this match. It was very high energy. The crowd was into it. Um, so, you know, again, good match, quality content, uh, Dark Order will get a first round bye in that tag team tournament that is coming up in October. Then we have Chris Saban versus Hangman Page, which Hangman Page is going to be fighting it all out against Chris Jericho and will be crowning the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Everyone has raved and raved and raved about Hangman Page. I have yet to see him in a match that got me invested in him to where I wanted him to win. Please understand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying he doesn't have what everybody thinks that he has. What I'm saying is, me personally... I have not been able to become invested in Hangman Page. Uh, I've heard his story, all that stuff. He's got a hell of a story. This Kip Saban kid, don't know anything about him. But they put on one hell of a technical match. Nothing wrong with the match. There was a little flub there at the end. Uh, it was like one of them did a rollout, and he was waiting to catch him to go into another pin, and he just... It was miscommunications. And there was that all night between some of these teams and uh, some of these matches. But these guys, they haven't all worked together uh, for, for very long. You know, a lot of these guys maybe have never faced each other at all. Uh, if some of them have wrestled, it may have been a whole different scene in the independent. It's been years, months, who knows. But it's not like the WWE where they're on the road working the same guy every, every week. You know what I'm saying? Every night. Hangman Page does get the win. This is one of those situations where it's like I knew he would win the match. Uh, but again, I, I was I was impressed with both of them. I was impressed more with Kip Saban than I was Hangman Page is what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't know if that was done by design. Uh, but again, there's nothing that has just caught me about Hangman Page. Best part of this match to me is, all right, there's a guy in the audience, the heavier set guy with glasses, and he's in the NXT audience too at full sale a lot of times. And he's always right in people's face, right up in people's face. And he's talking shit to Chris Saban and Chris Sa uh, Kip Saban, excuse me. And Saban turns like he's, I mean, they're, I mean, nose to nose. And Saban almost leans in like he's going to kiss him. And the guy backs up real quick. Oh, you know. That was funny to me. I thought it was great. Uh, I don't know who that guy is, man. But, bro, you need to get some of this stuff I got right now. And smoke you some of it because um, shit ain't that serious, brother. 
brother, it ain't that serious, man. Like, I understand getting into it and trying to be, you know, suspend your belief, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, Dark Order, happy, pleased with them. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, thought they were over as hell. The other two guys didn't really know much about them. Uh, oh, that's another match. Sorry. Kip Saban, Hangman Page. Hangman Page wins. After the victory, Jericho enters, and he's got the Creeper outfit, which is the Dark Order's goons with the mask on, and it's dead quiet almost. Like, everyone knows it's Jericho. And he, like, slowly pulls the mask off, like, yeah, Jericho, we know it's you. We kn we knew it was you as soon as we saw you in the ring with a mask on, dressed like a creeper. I mean, we knew that. Anyway, uh, Jericho hits him with the Codebreaker. Uh, he also hits him with the, um, oh, hell, what's that move? The Lazarus or something. His new finisher, which I'm not 100%. The Judas Effect. That's what it is. <laughs> Lazarus. Yeah, the Judas Effect. It's okay. It's, it doesn't seem as impactful to me, though, as the Codebreaker or the Lion Tamer, but whatever. I guess he's thinking, you know, he's getting older. It's a move that he can hit where he doesn't have to take a bump, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but that's what that was. But in that afterwards, man, Hangman Page did have a nice shiner on his eye, and he was bleeding. It looked real as hell, so we'll see about that maybe later on. We'll get some info on that. Next, you have SCU versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, crowd enjoys it. I enjoy it. Good match. Lucha Brothers win. Um, great spots in this match. I want to learn more about these tag teams. Um... Uh, now, I wanted to uh, make a comment real quick about Jim Ross. Now, guys, I absolutely adore Jim Ross. One of the greatest commentators of all time, if not the best commentator of all time. Jim Ross, if, you know, w when you're watching these AEW shows, it's nice because it's almost like a it feels like the old WCW bash at the beach at this pay-per-view because it's outside and it's hot, you know. It feels like it has a little bit of the Attitude Era because you're hearing Jim Ross in that background. And it's such a soothing voice for us old school wrestling fans. I sometimes wonder how serious is Jim taking this or should Jim... Should we educate Jim on some things? Because literally there's one point in the mat there's one point in the night where the bell rings and the match starts and Jim Ross is saying, Well, uh uh, uh there I, the match hasn't started yet. I didn't hear a bell and then someone's like, Oh yeah, Jim, there was a bell. I I didn't hear it. Well, no, Jim, you probably didn't hear it. You know, buddy, you know, you're getting a little slower, getting a little older. Probably hearing ain't as good as it used to be, you know. You've you've had health issues in the past. He is brilliant and has a great mind and one of the best voices um, in the business. I just hate. It's like when you it's like when you see a loved one, father, grandfather, mother, grandmother, uncle, brother, anyone. 
when you see someone getting older and starting to slow down and not being as crisp on certain things that they used to be great at, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, you know? And, and with Jim Ross, I felt like there was points in the evening where it's kind of sad, you know, he's, well, this move here, I don't know what it's called. Well, man, you know, it's, there's a name for it. I can't, I'm like you, Jim. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee you, if I was announcing AEW, I would be doing my homework, finding out what these guys use as moves, you know, or, you know, I'd make sure I know what these moves are and the names of them or whatever. Um, that's not my job. That's his job. But Jim Ross, I've always said being at AEW is 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 a great asset more for what he brings uh all around to the table than his commentary the other two guys that got a commentary i don't really nah they're not even that good either i'm not gonna lie the dude that wears the mask i guess they call him excalibur i think or something that's a he sounds okay, but I just can't get over the gimmick of him wearing that mask. I could understand it if he was a wrestler, a former wrestler. Maybe he is, but I don't think he is. And, uh, anyway. But I just I just think we need to try to get Jim Ross a little bit closer to, up to speed, running up on speed on how things are going. Kenny Omega versus Shima. Uh, good match. This was one of those matches, you know, I like Kenny Omega and it hurts my feelings to know that like guys like Jim Cornette hate Kenny Omega. And I understand why they do. But like these are the matches that I wish Jim Cornette could see of Kenny Omega and understand he really does, he really is talented in the ring, you know. And um he really does love the business. Good match. We all know Kenny Omega's going to win. Uh there was a spot where Shima was Shima, Shima, I can't I don't know how to say it, sorry. He jumps off of the outside where the seats were. There's like a little ledge. He puts Kenny Omega on like the ring bell table. It was like a smaller table. And he jumps off and lands on his chest with both those knees. And I thought, man, that could have broke somebody's collarbone. Uh, Kenny Omega wins. Whatever. Uh, we knew that was going to happen. Does show a good match out of both these guys, though. Good match. Jericho comes out and cuts a promo for some reason. He's talking about Jacksonville. more like Jackoffville. Uh, Paige comes out bloody. He's talking, you know, attacks him, building up for that match. It is what it is. I heard someone, I, this could be a rumor, uh, but I heard Jericho was supposed to cut this promo uh, later on or when he attacked Hangman Page, but I don't know... Or I don't know why he would have not done that. Uh, but anyway. Main event, the Brotherhood. Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus Young Bucks. It was good. A little too long. I think the crowd was tired. It was hot. Um, but eventually, the Young Bucks did pull out the victory. It was a, you know, for what it was, it was a good match. It was not the best match of the night. <clears throat> you know, sometimes I see the Young Bucks and I'm like, golly, they're so amazing. And other times I'm kind of like, ah, eh, this is a little predictable. But, um, 
not going to shit on the match by any means. It was a great main event. Um, there was, after the match, they do, they come out and they do their little all get together and they talk about they raised $150,000 for uh, victims of gun violence in the city of Jacksonville. They talked about time constraints, things like that. It was just a little bit weird um, how they ended the show. It's just like they was running out of time and they didn't get to fit everything in there that they wanted to. You know, I understand they're giving that check away and everything, but, you know, it seems like they always want to come out at the ring, out to the ring after the show. And I, I don't really like that because, you know, you guys are still, some of these guys are heels, some of these guys are faces. And, you know, we don't, we don't have, all have to come out after every show and congrat, congratulate ourselves uh, for doing what we did. Still, $150,000 check for the victims of gun violence in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. That's okay. I understand why they did it in this situation. But there were time constraints and things. Something got cut. Something got cut there. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was something to do with the Young Bucks and uh, the Brotherhood match or if it was something to do with an announcement or what. But something got cut there. All in all, good show. I think when I can become more invested in these characters and become more invested in who they are as wrestlers and personalities, and if I can get a little storyline mixed in that I can get, again, invested into, I think I'm going to like where they're going. The biggest question I have is, what are you guys going to give us on a consistent week-to-week basis um you're still not the big time you're still not the wwe you're not raw you're not smackdown you're not nxt your wrestling is good um your potential is great you you have not arrived yet aew you still have a long way to go. You still have much to learn. And you're going to fall down more than you get up at first. But every time you get up, you're stronger, your legs are stronger, and you stand for longer, and you stand taller. I do believe they have something here. I just, I'm worried that people's expectations, even mine included, may be a little too much for what we expect from these guys you know and um, I just can't wait for October man I can't wait for that alright guys once again thank you so much remember David Lindsay the David Von Lindsay Facebook page is iffy right now so follow me on Instagram DVL Music also, we have the Big Dave Club. That's on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there. Find the actual podcast. Those sites I just gave you were personal pages. The actual podcast is on anchor.com, Big Dave's Wrestling Review. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. If you go to YouTube, please subscribe to the channel because that helps me the most. That helps me the most. If you, if you subscribe to the channel, 
comment, and if you hit that notification bell, I know that you're going to know exactly when I drop things, okay? So please do that. Also, if you can go to the um, Anchor app, you can support the podcast by being 99 cents a month. $1 a month can help me, guys, because I've got new programs and things like that, new apps that I'm using, and those apps are costing me money now, okay? They're costing me a monthly fee. So I need to at least get a couple dollars revenue in here each month, you know what I'm saying, just for me to pay for the process to break even all right so if you guys could do that that's great please please share thank you so much that is aw fight for the fallen big dave wrestling review guys check me out soon i'm going to go right into extreme rules back to back guys so stick around i'm going to have that episode up very soon and once again this is the big dave wrestling review thank you guys so much and we're out